Welcome to the OIS Podcast, where you get candid conversations with the leaders and drivers of ophthalmic innovation. And now, here's our host, Tom Salemi. Hi, everyone. This is Tom Salemi. Welcome back to the OIS Podcast, episode 217. Today, you'll hear from our guest, Riyadh Sharif. He's the CEO of a startup called Oculus with some uh, really cool compounds. Riyadh's a relative newcomer to ophthalmology, but uh, now the specialty, he says, is close to his heart. And he'll explain why in this podcast. First, did want to remind you that uh, OIS at ASCRS is happening on May 2nd in San Diego. If you haven't yet registered, go to OIS.net to sign up and uh, keep listening to this podcast. And I'll tell you how to save yourself a little bit of money. Now let's get into this conversation with Raid Sharif. I spent the last 25 years in pharmaceuticals and medtech. Um, in the beginning with Sanofi, and then I moved to Novartis, and then Alcon. For ophthalmology, actually, I I am close to ophthalmology since 2011, when um, I was heading Novartis Canada, and uh, we launched the Lucentis, and I I was very close to it. So it was uh, I saw how transformative the uh, Lucentis and others brought to the to the pa- to the patients mm-hmm. and then from Novartis Canada and then I moved to Alcon to be the head of Alcon region Europe where of course I had uh, the chance to manage not only the pharmaceuticals but also the medtech business so ophthalmology actually is pretty close to my to my heart and then after Alcon I spent a little bit more than a year in Novartis venture uh, where I had the chance to be responsible for uh, the diligence of Oculus. So actually I had the chance to be from the investor side and to assess what Oculus had in terms of technology and their pipeline, and uh, we liked them. So we, so I convinced Novartis Venture to invest, and then I moved from Novartis Venture to Oculus to be the CEO since uh, November 2017. Oh, all right. So Lucentis was your first interaction with the ophthalmology industry. Uh, was it just chance that you found your way onto that that program? Or was it something you sought out? Uh, to be totally frank, it was the chance. That's fine. It was <laughs> the chance to be uh, on the right, uh, right timing, the right moment, right product. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was fantastic. I mean, uh, again, it's, uh, as I say, it was fantastic to see how uh, Antivet Jeff in general really transformed the way we deliver care in, uh, in, uh, in ophthalmology and how we restore uh, sight for, for people. And uh, I would say for Oculus, I have also the same dream, really to have something which is transformative enough to bring a second generation of treatment for uh, for patients. And you made an unusual, I think it's unusual, but maybe not, the, the shift from Novartis to Alcon. Uh, this is obviously an interesting time for both companies. By the time folks hear this, uh, Alcon will have uh, completely separated from Novartis. Uh, what was that uh, transition like? Did you did you move to Fort Worth? Uh, did you work in Europe? And uh, what, what were the differences between the, uh, the two uh, entities? So actually, personally, I moved from Canada to Europe, to Geneva. Oh. Uh, for, for me, it was great uh, because the, the Alcon has its uh, regional office for Europe in Geneva. So I moved from uh, Canada to Geneva 
Um, for me, it was, it was a great, great chance. Alcon used to be a company with uh, businesses in pharmaceuticals, businesses in medtech equipment and iOS and so on, and the businesses in, in um, vision care. And it, it was a great learning experience. So it was very positive for me. It was a chance to learn also what we do in medtech and to help me to have a very holistic view in terms of needs not only on pharma or medtech, but holistically. So Riyad would go on to become an entrepreneur in residence in EIR at the Novartis Venture Fund. He wasn't looking to be a VC, but rather he wanted to find his next opportunity, some startup that would deliver some great results in the next five or 10 or 15 years. And his experience with Lucentis definitely got him hooked on delivering transformative care for eye disease. Let's listen. So I was looking for something in, in ophthalmology. I think uh, still an area where uh, there are uh, multiple unmet medical needs. This is an area where the, 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 the market and the size of the market is already big, but growing with aging population and diabetic and so on. So I really saw growth and unmet medical needs in this market. In the same time, I wanted to leverage what I learned in Novartis and Alcon, and the third, I really connected very well with the KOLs and players. And, uh, you know, when you have the chance to um, work in an environment where the, the doctors are, are partners, then you just you enjoy it. And this is why I stayed in ophthalmology. It's, a, it's certainly a terrific field to be in, and I can understand why you'd want to stay. Let's talk a bit about the discovery of, of Oculus. How did it come across your desk in what did your analysis of the company uh, say to you? What what boxes did it check, and, and why did you decide to to make the leap? Yeah, so Oculus, um, as you can imagine, came to us as an investor looking for uh, an investor. So I um, I did the typical due diligence, analyzing what they had in in hand in terms of technology, in terms of uh, IP, in terms of unmet medical needs and potential market to play in. And what I really liked is uh, first they were uh, searching and they come up with the technology which potentially might uh, bring topical products into the back of the eye. And as you know, the, still in ophthalmology, I would say today, the holy grail is really to be able to treat retina diseases with topical product. And just, I was thinking about my very first experience uh, launching Lucentis and I saw how much Lucentis could change completely the life of patient and in a very positive way. But also I saw how difficult the access to injections was. And therefore, I always thought about um, participating or contributing into something which can address this, this, this aspect in terms of access. And therefore, the Oculus came up with a technology which is called SMP, so localizing nanoparticles, which is uh, theoretically, and we are validating the technology currently, uh, theoretically can allow a product to be delivered topically as a drop and to reach the retina and to treat retinal disease conditions. So this is really what we liked. We liked also, so Oculus was um, co-founded by two scientists. We really liked the passion of these two scientists, the pharmacologist and uh, and ophthalmologist. And the third, we liked also the way that uh, the, the technology can be leveraged with much more than one molecule to address multiple conditions. 
And these are really the three the three items which we like, of course, on top of all the basics, which are solid technology, good clinical data, good IP, solid CMC. I mean, there is there is a list of things, of course, we do. And what was it about the pipeline in Oculus that got Riyadh so excited? We'll find out next. As I mentioned up at the top, OIS at ASCRS is happening on May 2nd in San Diego. That'll be quickly followed up by OIS at ASRS. That's in Chicago on July 25th. Finally, of course, is the big one. We have OIS at AAO. That's occurring on October 10th in San Francisco. If you want to attend all three, you can still register for our triple play. Sign up for all three events and you'll save 30% off the total registration price. Or you can choose a double play. If you're only going to make two of those events, you'll save 20%, which is still pretty good money. And you get to attend two great OIS events. So go to OIS.net to check out our bundle packages. Now let's talk a bit about the pipeline that drew Riyadh to Oculus. The company is running OCS1 and OCS2 through clinical trials. First, we'll talk about OCS1, which is being developed as a treatment for DME. Let's listen. So OCS1 uh, is an anti-inflammatory product based on uh, uh, Oculus proprietary technology, the SMP technology being in development in two indications, in posterior segment with DME and anterior segment with anterior inflammation uh, like post-op cataract or something like that. For, for DME, the company already did two pilot studies in DME which were positive in terms of improvement of VA and uh, reduction of the CNC of the thickness of the retina. So good clinical data already. Uh, we are running currently phase 2B in uh, uh, multiple countries in Europe and the results are expected to come on Q3 this year. So we are we are actually in a very exciting time because uh, in very soon we will have a, a great infection point in DME mm-hmm. with OCS01. And are you uh, also pursuing? Uh, where are you with post cataract surgery inflammation? Are you also do you have a program going on with that currently as well? So post op cataract is being prepared, and the plan is to start in Q4 this year and to have the read out in Q2 2020. And how about, uh, let's, let's shift over to uh, OCSO2. Uh, you say this may be the first topical anti-TNF alpha therapy for dry eye. Tell me what that means and why that's important. Okay. So basically, uh, OCSO2 is, um, is a small size of uh, um, uh, uh, fragment of an antibody, anti-TNF alpha. Uh, uh, why small is important? Small is important because it allows higher concentration uh, into the same vol- volume of drop. It allows also an easier penetration, ocular penetration, onto the corneal surface. So this is this is why it is important. Uh, it is important because it is an anti-inflammatory, and uh, it is a new uh, mode of action which might um, which will just give a new tool for doctors on top of steroids. And in terms of inflammation, we are pursuing two indications here. One dry eye and one is eviitis. So, and the clinical trial is planned to start in the end of this year. Interesting. So you'll have how many trials going on simultaneously? Will you have all three going? 
So we will have two simultaneously because we will start with one and then we move to the second one. Okay. We might have three at one point of time during next year. Wow. How large is, uh, is the company now? Are you bringing people in-house to manage this or are you largely working with uh, contractors? So actually we are 16. We are 18, sorry. Not a lot. We are, uh, not a lot. We are six in Switzerland, in Lausanne. On the, on, on the lake of Geneva, and we are 12 in Iceland. Or, originally, actually, uh, I didn't say it. Originally, the comp- company was based in Iceland, and uh, we kept our um, lab in Iceland, and we have 12, 12 people there. Interesting. And uh, on, the, on the clinical trial side, we are work, working with CROs, and we are actually very happy. We have a very good network of um, CROs and partners in Europe and the US, and we are really very pleased with the level of expertise they are bringing to us. And this is the model we will pursue at least for uh, for the MISEN. I saw that the company secured some financing from Iceland earlier on in its life. Is that why you have a presence there? Or is there, uh, is there something, uh, is there a secret benefit to having a presence in Iceland? Uh, no, no secret <laughs> If it actually just originally the the company because the two co-founders are from Iceland, ah. uh, actually they are still based in Iceland, and this is why uh, the company was uh, founded in Iceland and then supported by by Icelandic um, invest, investor series A, and then we expanded our investor base in um, in the last in the last round mm-hmm. by bring, bringing Novartis and Tecla and so on. And BCC and people tell them. Well, Oculus will certainly be kept busy and they'll need capital to pay for those clinical trials. And fortunately for them, they've raised more than $15 million in Swiss francs, which is roughly the same amount of dollars, for a second tranche of a Series B. This brings a total raise to more than $35 million for that Series B. And in this new bit of capital, they brought in new investors, Tecla Capital Management and Nanfung Life Sciences. We asked Riyadh what those new investors and the early investors Bring to the table. And finally, we'll wrap up this conversation talking about the Novartis Alcon spin out because uh, Riyadh's worked at both companies. So I thought he'd have an interesting perspective. Let's listen. So the first group was led by the Novartis Venture Fund with the BCC and Pivotal into the syndicate. Mm-hmm. Our aim was really to bring professional investors in healthcare. We were very happy with actually the investment, investor base we had in, in, the, in the first wave. For the second wave, we wanted to bring investors who are big enough uh, to stay with us on the long term. And this is why we, we felt that the club and fund were appropriate. All these investors are very solid and very well known in healthcare and in ophthalmology. And I would say really beyond the, mo- the money, they really bring the network, they bring the expertise. Uh, and uh, I would say we are really lucky to have, to have them. And how far should this uh, this capital take you? How much have you raised totally? Looks like uh... so we raised totally. We raised thirty five million. Mm-hmm. This should bring us to uh, the beginning of the next year, mid of the next year, more or less. Uh, and therefore, in between, we are having so the the readout for DME for OCL01, which is planned for Q3. We will have the readout for anterior chamber inflammation for OCL01 as well. And we will have one readout for OCL02. 
So we should be able in the next nine months, between nine and 12 months, to have three inflection points, three key inflection points, and I would say uh, perhaps the most important, because it is transformative and is really holy grail, the most important is the DME, because if this is positive, which we hope, and we are confident, but at the same time, it is an experiment, but we are confident given all the data we have, uh, this will be pretty transformative in terms of uh, how we deliver uh, care to, to DME in the future. And, and final question, it's a little bit off topic, but uh, we're going to, as I mentioned up to top, uh, Alcon will be uh, having its IPO soon as, we, as we're talking, I think it's actually this week. Uh, how do you see... If you had the money, if you you may have the money to invest, but what do you think of Elcon as a, as an independent entity? Do you do you see it uh, thriving and and uh, uh, being a, a really significant player in ophthalmology going forward? You've had the unique experience of working both at Novartis and Alcon. I wonder how you view this uh, this split coming up. Yeah, no, I think this is very good uh, for Alcon and Novartis. I would say if I have the money, uh, I will invest in both. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I'm curious. I would invest in Novartis, uh, and I would invest in Alcon. I think these are these are great companies, and I uh, really wish uh, great success for both. Actually, as do we all. Excellent. Well, I'm really glad we had this uh, this opportunity to connect, and uh, happy to uh, learn more about Oculus. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. It was a pleasure. Well, that is a wrap. Thank you, Riyad Sharif, for joining us on the OIS podcast. Thank you, OIS podcast listeners, for your support. Please do subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Please do tell your friends about the podcast. You can share this via text message, via email, via social media. If you do put it up on Twitter, please tag me. I am at MedTechTom. Put it on LinkedIn. Same thing. You can find me there. Would love to hear from you on either or you can email me. My email is Tom at HealthAG.com. That is the word health followed by letters E-G-Y.com. HealthAG produced this podcast it produces the ois events and many many other great podcasts and events go to healthag.com to check it out and of course if you haven't yet registered for ois at ascrs it's happening on may 2nd in san diego go to ois.net you can register there and we will see you in san diego